Hello and welcome back to Major League Talk Giants edition. Today, it's Thursday, April 13th, 2023. I'm Henry, and this is our fifth episode. We're going to be reviewing the series against LA Dodgers. Let's go ahead and get it over with. We all know what it is. So this is our fourth series of the year. This is our second home series of the year. Playing at Oracle Park for a three-game set, we lost a series one to two. Game one, the Giants lost nine to one. Our only run coming from a Wilmer Flores home run in the fourth. In game two, the Giants recorded their first shutout, winning the game five to zero. But that would trick every single Giants fan. But even the Dodgers being held uh, to no runs, there was still drama and stress. Punctuation on the win came via back-to-back home runs on back-to-back pitches, no less from VR and Crawford. In the final game, the Giants would get up to a 3-0 lead on Clayton Kershaw, but then the Dodgers would do what the Dodgers do, and with Max Muncie in the lineup, we all know what that is. They would end up winning the game 10-5. We would have a consultation kind of home run later on in the game, but bad pitching locations really hurt us in that game. The starting pitchers for each game were Urias and Webb, May and Wood, and then Kershaw and Cobb. Um, I got to give a consolation prize to Bryce Johnson. He was one of the top performances, even though it was in a game that we would lose. He went out there into center field. He missed one ball, but then he caught a fly ball all the way out to triples alley to end the inning. Unfortunately, he did get a concussion. So he will be off the roster for a while. Conforto is day to day. This entire homestand has challenged our depth. Uh, Roberto Perez is out for the season with rotator cuff surgery. We still do not have Hanniger or Slater. And it's starting to show that we're relying on a couple of young guys that are really struggling at the plate. They can make some good defensive plays, but they really need to step up at the plate. Uh, game one, our start on the mound, like I said, was Webb. Uh, he had another very rough outing. Webb would go for six innings, giving up six hits, striking out six, and giving up only uh, four runs and one walk. Uh, our lineup was as follows. We had Estrada at second, who would go 0 for 4 with two strikeouts. Flores was at first base, who would go 1 for 4 with two strikeouts and a home run. Uh, Yastrzemski would go 1 for 4. With no strikeouts, Davis, our DH, would go two for four. Uh, VR at third would go 0 for two with a strikeout and a walk. Crawford was at short, going one for three. Uh, he would earn, get two strikeouts and one walk. Bart at catcher would strike out twice. He went one for four. Uh, Ramos out in left field would go one for four with a strikeout. And Johnson in center field went 0 for four with three strikeouts in game one. Uh, we had Taylor Rogers, who would go two-thirds of an inning, giving up no hits, one walk, and one run on a Betts RBI scoring Outman. Jelly closed the game. He pitched for two and a third innings, giving up four hits and four runs, issuing no walks and getting five strikeouts. Those four runs were courtesy of a Max Muncy Grand Slam in the seventh. We ended up leaving eight on base, going one for seven with runners in scoring position. Yaz would be picked off and caught stealing while VR would successfully steal a base. Uh, we would turn one double play, uh, Estrada to Crawford to Flores, and Crawford would earn a throwing error. Uh, honestly, this was not really the way you wanted to start the season playing the Dodgers. You kind of, I, w- I was hoping, you know, for a little bit more of a 
an even game at the very least, not a blowout. Um, you know, nine to one, you're getting slapped around. Which, as Giants fans, we should be used to that. Last year, uh, we want we lost a lot of games to them as well. But you know, it is what it is. We can only move forward and see what happens uh, later on in the season. Uh, I mean, the tone was kind of set in the first at bat. Mookie Betts goes uh, draws a two two count and hits a home run on a changeup down and into him at 89 and he just knocks it out uh and it did not really get much better from there i mean in the top of the third muncie would homer uh for three runs and that was on a slider kind of down in the middle um but more on the the outside to him as a lefty and then Flores would get a homer in the bottom of the fourth, so it's four to one. Looks like, all right, maybe we can mount a comeback at some point. You know, there's another five innings of baseball to play, but like I said, it did not get much better from there. Uh, Rogers was pitching there for a little bit, and then Jelly would come in and Betts would single, and then Muncie would hit that uh, that grand slam on one pitch. It was a sinker middle up and not very up it was, it was almost just middle middle but you know like i said pitching mistakes uh ended up hurting us there and um it is what it is again like i said it's a rough game pitching mistakes are pitching mistakes and instead of Dwelling on it, you got to try and move forward and hope for the best, prepare for the worst. I mean, looking at Logan Webb, he pitched 94 pitches, um, and those were 47 sinkers, 27 sliders, 19 changeups with a fastball thrown in there just for fun. Um, his changeups were 87.7 on average. His sinkers were 92.8. His slider was 84.2. Uh, the movement was was pretty decent um i mean and, and then you listen to people like alex pavlovich who definitely know a lot more than i do his location was normally pretty good but you know he just makes a couple of mistake pitches um his release point was right around uh the same for all the pitches um as far as the distribution around the strike zone he, he was good he had quite a few pitches in the zone and the way that the pitches were located outside the zone they weren't too crazy uh, a couple that were pretty low and outside of uh your lefty batter um he threw uh 51 pitches in the zone 43 of them were out of the zone batters would swing at 39 of his pitches uh, and take 55 of them uh, and it looks like it's a pretty even distribution of his main three pitches there of changeup sinker slider for both taking and swinging um you would throw 38 balls get 17 called strikes 11 swinging strikes and 11 foul tips uh with 11 hit outs and six base hits uh 11 hard hit though that's that's what'll start hurting is when you get those hard hits 16 were were not hit too hard um of the 11 hard hits you had uh four ground balls, four line drives, and three flies. Um, so, Logan, hopefully he gets out of whatever funk that he's in because it seems like he's in a pretty pretty rough one. Uh, Taylor Rogers, like I said, he would come in. 
eight throw 19 pitches, five sinkers, five cutters, nine sliders. Um, cutters were averaging almost 88. Sinkers were at 92 and a half roughly, and the sliders were almost 78. Um, relatively decent movement on all three. Uh, is, let's go back to that movement. Yeah, his, his cutters have more drop than they do have any kind of lateral movement. Um, but the release point is, is pretty much the same for all of them, but he, he misses the strike zone a lot, which, I mean, I know you're not always trying to hit the zone, but um, he threw just seven pitches in the zone and 12 of them out. And honestly, one of those looks like that they said was in, could have been out, honestly. Uh, Batters would swing at six of his pitches and take 13. Uh, relatively even mixture between all three of those pitches on taking and swinging. Uh, he'd throw 10 balls, three called strikes, one swing and strike, uh, three foul tips, and two hit outs. Uh, and one ground ball hit hard, and one fly ball hit hard. And then Jelly coming in, uh, he ended up throwing 33 pitches. Uh, 18 knuckle curves and 15 sinkers. Interesting mix-up choice there. 86.2 on the knuckle and 95 on the sinker. Yeah, that knuckle curve didn't have much lateral movement, but a lot of uh, vertical drop. And as far as that sinker, had some good lateral and uh, vertical drop. Relatively same release point. And as far as the strike zone... It goes from being up and away to down and in on a uh, on a righty. Uh, he threw 19 pitches in the strike zone, 14 out. Batters would swing at 19 of his pitches and take 14. It uh, looks like they swung at more of his knuckle curves and took more of his sinkers. I uh, got through seven balls, six called strikes, eight swinging strikes, six foul tips, two hit outs, and four base hits. Uh, three hit hard, three not hit hard. So, and as for our ump behind the dish, that was Todd Titchener. Um, so overall accuracy is about 94%. It says he called 144 of 153 taken pitches correctly. Um, overall favor plus 0.91 runs for the Dodgers. Overall consistency is about 91%. It says he Calls about 13 called balls inside the zone and one called strike outside the zone. Uh, as far as his impactful missed calls in the bottom of the six with Urias pitching to Flores with no outs, bases empty. Three one count, a ball is called a strike. Um, and then in the bottom of the seventh, Vesieta Estrada, one out, bases loaded. Zero zero count, a ball is called a strike. And then top of the fourth, Webb to Peralta. Uh, one out, runner on third, a 1-0 count. Strike is called a ball. Um, so he has called ball accuracy. It says it's 95%. Five out of 104 called balls were true strikes, and his called strike accuracy was 92%. Four of 49 called strikes were true balls. So that's that first beating that we got, that 9-1. to one. So let's move on to game two where Alex Wood would start and go for four and two-thirds of an inning, 
uh, striking out five, walking three, giving up one hit, and he also hit two batters. Um, our lineup for the game was Wade Jr. at first, who went one for two with two walks and scored a run. Conforto and right uh, went 0 for 2 with a strikeout and two walks and also was scored. Estrada at third, or excuse me, Davis at third, and then eventually Estrada would come in uh, in that place and go to second base. Um, and he, Davis went 0 for 4, and Estrada didn't even uh, get a chance to hit. Uh, Peterson at DH went 1 for 3 with two strikeouts and a walk and two RBIs. Uh, Yastrzemski and left went two for four uh, with one run. Uh, VR played second and then would go to third when Estrada came into play second. Uh, he went one for four with one home run, two RBIs, and one run. Crawford went one for three uh, with a walk and also a home run. And uh, Sable uh, catcher went one for four. Uh, with a strikeout, and Johnson was in center field. Another hitless night for him, 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. Uh, used a lot of pitchers in this game, honestly. Like I said, Wood started, then Junis would come on in in the fifth for the final out and then only record one out in the sixth. He'd only give up two hits overall and strike out one. Then Scott Alexander would come on in the sixth for the final two outs, escaping a bases loaded situation with a force out at home and then a strikeout. So that was some of that uh, that drama there that I was talking about earlier. And then Brevia pitched the seventh, uh, striking out one and walking one, allowing no runs. And Tyler Rogers pitched the eighth, striking out one and allowing no runs. And then Duvall would come in and close the game in the ninth, walking one and striking out two. Uh, Overall, we ended up leaving seven on base, going only two for eight with runners in scoring position. Conforto grounded into a double play at one point. Sable would steal a base and also have her only error on catcher's interference. Uh, so there's that for you. But it was nice to to have this kind of a bounce back after a nine and one loss. We come back, we shut them out five to nothing. Um And, and honestly, our scoring really didn't we, – we scored right at the top, uh, and then we wouldn't score anything else until the eighth inning. Uh, Peterson got that double to right, and that would score Conforto and Wade Jr. Uh, Wade Jr. drew a walk to leadoff for the Giants. He's, he's drawn a lot of leadoff walks for us this year so far. Um, and then, like I said, we had that uh, – little bit of drama in the six where Alexander would come in and get those final two outs, escaping a bases loaded situation with no runs, which was honestly impressive. Um, and then the, the greatest part of the game was in the eighth where you had VR uh, first, Yastrzemski would double and then VR would hit a really nice home run to center. And then he didn't even really have much of a chance to even celebrate before Crawford goes up and on the very next pitch, it's a home run to right. So it was it was kind of fun to not kind of fun. It was really fun to see that uh, from those two guys, just back to back homers, punctuating that win, uh, giving us the three uh, insurance runs going into the top of the ninth. Um, and Duvall, you know, he got Outman out on a grounder. Um, 
and then Hayward strike out swinging. Betts drew a walk, but then Freeman struck out swinging. Uh, so it's nice to see Duvall not have too much struggles there. Um, yeah, he did get one automatic ball. So let's go ahead and look at some of the pitching reports. Like I said, Wood started 64 pitches. Um, 32 sinkers, 23 sliders, nine changeups. Uh, his changeups, 85.7. Uh, sinker, 92.7. Slider, 83.5. Um, some pretty decent movement on those. The relatively same release point for him from all those pitches. And as you can imagine, this, this spray chart, you know, it's kind of starts a little up and in on a righty and then goes way down and out as far as where his pitches landed in relation to the zone. He threw 27 pitches in the strike zone, 37 pitches out of the strike zone. Uh, batters would swing at 23 of his pitches. Um, so they would take 41. Honestly, uh, it looks like the majority of the, of the taking were on his sinker. Um, not a lot of changeups were taken. 29 balls, 12 called strikes, six swing and strikes, nine foul tips, seven hit outs, one base hit. Uh, not a lot hit hard, only three hit hard, five were not hit hard. Uh, then Junis would only would come in for only 12 pitches, seven sliders, four sinkers, and a changeup. Um, not even gonna read the speeds on that one. On those, decent movement on them, relatively same release point. Uh, seven pitches in the strike zone, five out of the zone. They would swing at seven of his pitches and take five. Uh, he'd throw two balls, three called strikes, two swing and strikes, two foul tips, one hit out, two base hits. Um, and then, like I said, Scott Alexander came in to get those final two outs on eight pitches. They were all sinkers at 93 and a half. Same type of movement, same re uh, release point. Um, funny thing here, though, is three pitches were technically in the zone and two of them were called in the zone because they're like on the bottom, like the top of the ball just clipped the bottom of the zone. So you can almost call them out. Uh, and then five pitches definitely out of the zone. Uh, batters would swing at four of his pitches. So half and half swing and taking. Uh, two balls, two called strikes, one swing and strike two foul tips and one hit out. And that was that force out at, uh, at the plate. Uh, then Brebby would come in and throw 22 pitches, uh, half and half four seamers and sliders. It's four seamers, 95 and a half sliders in 83.7, uh, relatively same release point strike zone. As you imagine, those four seamers are more high. The sliders are all low and coming in on a right-handed pitcher or batter, excuse me. He threw 12 pitches in the zone, 10 out of the zone. Badger would swing at nine of his pitches and take 13. Uh, nine balls, four called strikes, two swing and strikes, five foul tips, and two hit outs. No ball, none of his balls were hard hits. He got a, a soft fly and a soft pop-up. Um 
And then Tyler Rogers would come in and he'd end up throwing only 15 pitches, 11 four seamers and four sliders. Um, and, you know, funky man, his, all his pitches are slow. 82.8 for that four seamer, 72 and a half for that slider. Uh, good funky movement coming out of those. Uh, he threw eight pitches in the zone and he threw seven out of the zone and he batters would swing at 10 of his pitches and take five, four balls, one called strike, two swing and strikes, six foul tips and two hit outs. Nothing hit hard. And then Duvall would come in and throw 22 pitches to get those last three outs of the game. Uh, 16 cutters, five sinkers, and a slider. You know, his, his cutters averaging 98, almost 99. Sinkers averaging almost 97. And then that one slider was down. Uh, and then as far as the zone, he was kind of all over the place. Not too terribly. I mean up and out from a righty and then kind of middle and into a righty eight pitches were in the zone 14 were out of the zone so batters swung at five and they took seven of them or 17 of them excuse me through 12 balls five called strikes four swing and strikes and one hit out so he did get the three outs like i said though his a lot of a lot of pitches out of the zone. Um, I think maybe that pitch clock is kind of affecting some of his command there, probably. Behind the plate for our ump is Brian Knight. And just for your information, this data is excluding five pitches that were missing location data. Uh, his overall accuracy is 93%, called 156 of 168 taken pitches correctly. Um Overall consistency, 93%. Seven called balls inside the estimated up zone and five called strikes outside the zone. So overall favor was plus 0 0.48 runs for the Giants. Impactful missed calls. Top of the sixth, Alexander to Altman, one out, bases loaded, one-o count. The ball is called a strike. Uh, bottom of the third, made a Conforto, one out, bases empty, one-two count. Ball is called a strike. And then top of the fifth, Wood to Rojas, no outs, runner on first, 0-0 zero, zero count, ball is called a strike. Uh, called ball accuracy, 97%, four of 115 called balls were true strikes, and his called strike accuracy was 85%. Mm. Eight of 53 called strikes were true balls. Um, so yeah, that was game two. That was, that was our one win. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on to game three. Uh, for game three, starter on the mound was Cobb, who, uh, was struggling with his command and location. He would only go 3.2 innings, giving up eight hits, two runs, issuing a walk and striking out two. And I say like struggling with his command and location, because as I was driving home, I was listening to this game on the radio. And the amount of balls he threw to the first like two or three batters, it was. I was listening for the ump to to call a strike from behind the plate because you can hear him if you're listening to the radio, and I just didn't hear. Him. And it, it it was kind of disheartening to drive home and listen to that after you just went five and a 
you know, had a 5-0 game the night before. But uh, Estrada, was it short? Uh, he went two for four with a walk, two runs, an RBI and a home run. Flores was at first. He went three for five for, uh, with one strikeout and two RBIs. Conforto was in right, but then Johnson would come on for him in this slot, going to center field. And then shortly after that, Wade Jr. would go to right field uh, in the same batting position as Conforto and Johnson. Conforto went 0 for 2. Uh, he managed to reach base on a fielder's choice. Johnson went 0 for 0. He did not get to bat. And then Wade Jr. go 0 for 2. Uh, Wade Jr. also draw a walk. Conforto would score on that fielder's choice after or later on. Uh, and then Davis was at third. He went 0 for 3 with two strikeouts, uh, one RBI. Uh, Ruff was at DH. He went two for four um, with one strikeout and an RBI. And uh, he was honestly seeing Ruff come back and hit that double on his first at-bat with an RBI. That was uh, that was pretty cool. It was nice to see that we actually got some production out of him. I was kind of nervous, I'll be honest, especially after seeing his numbers from last year, seeing how he was doing, the fact that we managed to get him back from the Mets on a minor league contract. Uh, VR was at second. He went 0 for 4 with two strikeouts. Uh, Yastrzemski would end up playing center, right, and then center again. He would go 0 for 4 with a strikeout. Bart was at catcher. He went 2 for 4. So Bart had a pretty good couple of games here, honestly. Um, if y'all remember his, uh, his throw from behind the plate to get the caught stealing at second was really nice. It was just a spot on throw, just perfect. Um, if I remember right, it was uh, VR at second who caught the, the throw, and he didn't even really have to move. He just got down there on the base, caught the ball, and literally just leaned back. Got him out. Uh, and then Ramo, uh, Ramos was in left. Uh, he would go one for four. Uh, as far as relievers and closers, like I said, the pitching is really what hurt us in this game. Um Alexander came on in the final for the final out of the fourth inning, and uh, he would also pitch the fifth. He ended up giving a home run to, you guessed it, Max Muncy. Uh, Alexander would go two hits, the only run via Max, Muncy, Max Muncy's solo home run. Uh, he struck out none and walked none. Taylor Rogers came on in the sixth and struggled to either find the zone or fool any batter. He would walk all four batters he faced giving up for free the go ahead run. Um, he recorded no outs, like I said, and was replaced with Brevia who would come in and get only two outs in the six before getting pulled. He got a strikeout. He gave up a sack fly to Smith and a three run home run to Muncie. So those two hits right there would score the remaining three batters that uh, Rogers had walked. Uh, and then Ross Stripling would come in and get the final out of the sixth inning. And then he'd also pitch the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Uh, he'd walk two, give up two hits, um, two runs on a Thompson, two run home run, and strike out six. Uh, overall, we left seven on base, went two for nine with runners in scoring position, and grounded into one double play. Flores, um, and Ruff both hit two out RBIs, 
Our only error in the game came from Cobb on a throwing error. Um, I'll be honest, I almost even don't even want to like look too much more into this game. I mean, Max Muncie had his way with us in San Francisco. Uh, and Rogers, man, just rough there. But hopefully he figures it out. I mean, if, if you watch the game, you saw him throw his, his glove away. He went into the dugout and walked over to the trash can, took off his glove, was like, no more. But let's take a look at where these Muncie uh, home runs were located to him just to rub a little more salt in the wound, I guess. Because we we went up to nothing in the uh, in the bottom of the first. Like I said, Davis hit the sack fly to score Estrada. Ruff doubled to score Conforto. Then Flores would single and score Bart in the bottom of the second. So we went up three nothing. Then with Cobb on the mound, you had Outman singling, and then Betts would double. That brought on Alexander. And then Muncie, sixth pitch of the at-bat. The sinker down and pretty much in the middle, 92 miles an hour. And then his second one, pitched to him by Brebbia. Third pitch of the at-bat. It was an o or a 2-0 count. And it was a slider kind of up and a little bit out from him, not too much. It was kind of almost middle-middle again. Mistake pitches, man. They'll hurt you. But let's go ahead and look at the pitcher reports. Cobb came on or started. Uh, he threw 77 pitches, twenty-five or 34 sinkers, 25 splitters, and then nine knuckle curves and sliders. Uh, his splitters were 91.2, his knuckle curves were 83 and a half, sinkers were 95, uh, sliders 86.7. Um, decent movement out of the sinkers and the splitters, the sliders and knuckle curves, you had more vertical drop than you really did have lateral movement. The sliders had more lateral movement. Relatively same release points, but the zone, his splitters were not finding the zone. It looks like he might have gotten three or four splitters in the zone out of all the ones that he threw. Um, and they're ranging from way up and out from a righty, kind of coming just outside the zone, and then a lot of pitches also coming down and into a righty. Uh, he threw 32 pitches in the strike zone, 45 pitches out of the zone. Um, batters would swing at 28 of his pitches, take 49. They took a lot of splitters. They did not swing at a lot of his splitters. Uh, they were mainly swinging at sinkers, a couple of sliders, one knuckle curve, and a handful of his splitters. Uh, threw 32 balls, mainly splitters. I uh, got 17 called strikes and four swinging strikes, eight foul tips, eight hit outs, and eight base hits. 
Um, hard hit versus not hard hit, half and half. Eight and eight. Uh, Scott Alexander would come in, 23 pitches, uh, 18 sinkers, five sliders, uh, 92.8 on the sinker, or yeah, on the sinker, and 84 on the sliders. Uh, mainly just some vertical drop on those uh, sliders. The sinkers had some good lateral movement. Relatively same release point. He's more down on the strike zone. Only one ball was really up and above it. Uh, 12 pitches were in the zone. 11 were out of the zone. Batters would end up swinging at 13 of his pitches and take 10. Um, eight balls, two called strikes, three swinging strikes, four foul tips, four hit outs, uh, two base hits. Um, and then... Three hard hits, three not hard hits. Uh, and then Taylor Rogers would throw 30 pitches as he walks four batters, 15 sliders, 11 sinkers, four cutters. I'm really going to go over the speeds there for you. Decent movement. Um, and he had a few in the zone. I mean, it wasn't like he was completely missing the zone. A lot of down and out from a righty. 13 pitches in the zone. 17 were out of the zone. Uh, batters swung at 13 of his pitches. Uh, took 17. Uh, threw 15 balls, two called strikes, one swing and strike, and 12 foul tips. And a lot of those foul tips were from Freddie Freeman. Uh, Brebbia ended up throwing only 10 pitches, three four-seamers, seven sliders. Uh, decent movement from both of those. Uh, strike zone, he got five in the zone, five out of the zone. Batters would swing at six of them, take four. Uh, four balls, two swing and strikes, two foul tips, two base hits, two fly balls. Then Stripling would come in, 65 pitches. Um, 24 seamers, 19 changeups, 16 sliders, eight knuckle curves, two sinkers. Uh, his changeup was 84.2, four seamers, 92.1, knuckle curves, 76 and a half, sliders, 86.8. Um, obviously, that knuckle curve had a lot of vertical drop. Um, his other pitches. Uh, not, not a lot of lateral movement, a good, a decent amount, but not like way crazy. Like six, six inches to one side, maybe 12 inches to the other. Um, his zone, he was coming in a lot on righties, not a lot on lefties. As far as like getting outside of the zone, he threw 29 in the strike zone, 36 out of the zone. Batters would swing at 22 of his pitches and take 43. Mm, relatively decent and even mixture of each of his pitches and what was taken and what was swung at through 25 balls, 18 called strikes, eight swing and strikes, eight foul tips, four hit outs, two base hits. 
Um, so overall, not not great, not terrible. Uh, I mean, obviously, it, it could always be worse, <laughs> but uh, it was not not a fun fun outing for any of the pitchers that were on the mound that night. And one thing I do it like, let's just always remember that these pitchers, they're, they're people too, as much as it sucks, especially because, you know, they're paid a lot of money. They should be doing this pretty well. Um, it, it's got to really suck to be up there on that stage and you can't record an out to save your life. Uh, so I, I feel bad for Taylor Rogers. I hope he figures it out. Um, and we'll see, we'll see what happens in the long run. I mean, it's, I know nobody really wants to hear anybody say this, but it is still a young season. We have a lot to go. Uh, we're not even 10% through the season yet, but, um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, our ump behind the dish was Alex Tosi for this final game. Uh, 93% on his overall accuracy, called 195 of 209, taking pitches correctly. Overall favor, plus 1.08 runs for San Francisco. Overall consistency, 94%. Says he called eight called balls inside the estimated dump zone and five called strikes outside the zone. Impact from his calls. Top of the first, Cobb to Martinez, two outs runners on first and third. 2-2 count ball is called a strike. Uh, bottom of the fifth, Kershaw to Wade Jr., two outs, bases empty, 3-2 count strike is called a ball. Uh, top of the second, Cobb to Vargas, one out, bases empty, 3-1 count ball is called a strike. Uh, as far as called ball accuracy, uh, it says he was at 99%, two of 14 called uh, balls or true strikes. And his called strike accuracy, it says he was 82% there with 12 of 67 called strikes as true balls. So that's uh, that's pretty rough there. So that's our ump behind the dish. So overall, disappointing, uh, disappointing homestand, disappointing games. We're coming out of our first homestand of the season, two and four. It's definitely not where anybody wanted to be. So overall, this brings our record to five and seven. Uh, we dropped two out of three to the Royals. That was already hard enough. We got slapped around by the Dodgers twice after losing to them 15 times last season. That was even harder to stomach. Uh, our strength in the middle game to the Dodgers against the Dodgers was our pitching, but then in the last game, it completely unraveled. Um, Muncie had his way in the whole series, hitting what, four home runs and getting 11 RBIs. Uh, the batters on the team so far right now through these first 12 games, they're slashing for a combined 250, 335, 444 with 131 strikeouts and 412 at-bats. Let me get my calculator out real quick and just do some, some quick math there. 131 divided by 412. That is a 31.7, 31.8% strikeout rate there. 
We've drawn 46 walks, eight hit by pitches, and we've hit 21 home runs. We're second in the NL and caught stealing hit by pitches and home runs. Logan Webb, he's got an ERA of 635, 19 hits, 12 runs, four home runs, three walks, and 22 strikeouts over 17.0 innings pitched. So when you go through a rough homestand like this, you try and look for some silver linings. And some of that is that our defense is not as bad as it was last year so far. Um, Joey Bart had a pretty good showing uh, in this homestand. I mean, honestly, he went, like I said, he went uh, one for four in the first game and then would go didn't even play in the second game. And then two for four in the third game. So three for eight. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Darren Ruff comes in. He goes two for four, gets an RBI double. So, and, but our, our depth is truly being challenged at this point. Uh, like I said earlier, Hopefully we get Hanniger and Slater back at some point. I mean, Slater back. Hanniger, we haven't even had him yet in the season at all. As he's, he's yet to play as a giant. At least we know what Slater can do. We saw him last year. But throughout the games, like in the first game, we gave up nine hits and nine runs. The second game, we gave up three hits. So that's 12 total hits. 25 hits and 19 runs to the Dodgers. And we would get seven 14, 24 hits. So we hit about the same, 25, 24, but then we would only score 11 runs. So our, our main focus as a team should be getting more runs across the plate. We're leaving way too many on base. Not doing really good with runners in scoring position. But, and you know, I just want to say if any of you watch, I don't know how many of you may watch uh, Ted Lasso or not, but my wife and I do. And after watching the loss last night, that watching Max Muncy have his way again, watching our pitching unravel, I was already feeling down and out. My wife goes, let's watch the new episode of Ted Lasso. And I was like, you know what? Why not? It's Ted Lasso. It normally cheers me up. I was wrong. That was a sad episode. It made me feel worse. So, yeah, I got it twofold. I had to watch the Giants suck, and then I had to watch a sad episode of Ted Lasso. Oh, well. Anyway, I want to say thank you again for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you got any comments, like I said, go ahead and reach out to me. It can be any kind of comment, pointers, tips, corrections, anything. If I get any type of correction, let me know, and I will definitely be mentioning it in the next episode. I really want people to uh, truly let me know what they think so that I can get better, be better, put out a better show for everybody. Um, all the feedback will be much appreciated. Uh, and, uh, like I said, as far as the data for this show went, ESPN provided a lot of the data baseball savant for those, uh, pitcher reports, 
ump scorecards for all the ump reports, um, articles in The Athletic by Grant Brisby and Andrew Baggerly, and articles for NBC Sports Bay Area from Alex Pavlovich. Those are all good reads. I recommend, as a Giants fan, you go through, read those. They have a lot of information, uh, and it's not just the statistics and data from the team, but they get that human element, too, and it's uh, always really good reads. Um, so... I will come back after the next uh, series that we have. Uh, and you know what? This could be the bounce back that we need. I mean, our next few games, we're going to Detroit for three. That's a three and nine Detroit Tigers team. We're going to Miami for three. That's a six and seven Miami team. Uh, and then we come back to San Francisco for four against the Mets. They're seven and six. And then four against the St. Louis Cardinals, who are five and seven. Or er, excuse me, they're five and eight as of today. So not an awful stretch. We just got to get our heads on right. And hopefully by the time we get done with those four series, we'll go down to Mexico city and face the Dodgers or excuse me, the Padres. And hopefully that will not be a complete wash. So I'll see you after the Detroit series. Peace out.